There was no other way to open this podcast because it's about to get so Brooklyn in here. See what I did there? I loved it. Ooh. All right. So I got my brother here and I got Maria La Terza. Ciao. Hi, everybody. So Carney girls in the building. Hell yeah. Let's go. So anyone who really knows me knows that I rep Carney to the death and I couldn't be more upset about the closing. Don't even don't even say that. I don't even want to hear it. That's tough. This was the last year, right? It was the last graduating class. I think the school's actually closed, but Yeah, it's definitely close. It's sad to see like all these Catholic organizations, schools. We were literally just talking about this. Because even (sighs) in this like little district here, all the churches are combining. Right. And you see it more and more now with like all these churches and cost is just too much like even in brooklyn everything is so much like you can't even price is what 10 g's just to go to high school that, it's like, also what? a lot with the corruption too of like priests and also. all the scandals and stuff like a lot of people are turned off by mm. what's going on people won't go to church anymore yeah it's sad it's sad to say but it's definitely true but you know a lot of these churches own property so you can't say they don't have money yeah you can't say they don't I'd have say, money it's like, but people don't go to yeah. church anymore yeah. that's what it is too but I think it's just the youth spectrum in general. Like every everything is so on. Everything is so digital, and we're always in our phones. So yep. even in like our Italian culture, I don't need like, to go to the church because yeah. I see it on Twitter. Right. <laughs> you know, there's probably online. a live right. stream you could watch. Yeah. It's right. crazy. Yeah, um, people do live stream church though. Like she it used to be more. That. I feel like a, as a, a family thing too, and that it's it's so correlates to even just like our Italian culture of the things that are like sort of like low key mm-hmm. uh, fading out. And church is kind of I feel like one of the big ones. Like. Now you go on Christmas. Like, if we can't make it to church on Christmas or Easter, then you're the worst. Sometimes I'll forget, too. You're just like going midnight Friday, mess. You don't make it. Those are three. I got three days. If I don't make it to church on these three days or Palm Sun, four, Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is a It's true. One. Christmas is, like, really the only one that I make it out yeah. to. Midnight mess. Yeah, that's a big midnight one mess. Us. Yeah. I showed up to midnight mess. Monsignor Casada, bless his heart. If you, oh, if you're uh, a senior, too? Monsignor, you're Yo, listening to this. I'm sorry. I only showed man. up to midnight mess, and I didn't show up yet, but I'm going to go again. Um, but the, I think I walked in. He was a little shocked to see me and my father. Monsignor's <laughs> a legend, right? And uh, and the first his first words were, "It was great to see everyone here today. Please, please come to church all the time." Yeah, <laughs> I, no. I was like, see, like, you're right. I like the way Monsignor does it because he makes you want to like hang around him. Yeah, he's, he's such great. a likable guy. Fantastic. Some priests <laughs> do it the wrong way. Like I've been to masses and the priest will just be like going on a rant of like, you know, and he just like makes you feel like, oh wow. This is why I don't come. Yeah, yeah. But he knows but how to get your attention. Like, knows how to get, yeah. Like, he uh, just baptized my kids, like, three months ago. Congratulations. And how, how good was that mess? Everybody Thank was. Thank you, by the way, yeah. But everyone was watching. Yeah. Was like, he's great. He put on a show. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's, he's that guy that pulls in with the helicopter. And literally. He's a yeah. superstar. All, all the NYPD. Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic. He's a superstar. So what he he's does drinking for, blue label at, on the yes. rocks at the bar. Yeah, what he's done, I think, for the community. I grew up in St. Athanasius. That was my parish, so. Um, and I was there, I think when he came, I was just about to receive my confirmation. So we had other Monsignors before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years we had the bazaar stop. There were so mm-hmm. many community initiatives that weren't open and then that he just brought back. I feel like he turned things around yeah. in Bensonhurst. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Shout out to Monsignor. Monsignor, yeah, he's the man. He's a man. I'm going to see you on church so on Sunday. Let's hear, um, a little bit about you. A little bit about me. Where do we start? Where 
do so I really basketball. even start? You got to shout out Carney, though. All That's right. all I'm so asking. Shout out basketball. Carney. Um, <laughs> man, this is a long story, too. So I'm like, I don't want to like over overdo it. But in the basics, right? So grew up in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, parents, both immigrants from Bari, Puglia, right? Oh, wow. Um, so you're first generation. First generation. First generation. You're like us, then. Yeah. Uh, mom and dad had to work, 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 work. What did they do for a living? Uh, my dad was a bus driver and my mom was a para in a school with okay. special ed. Awesome. Shout out, shout out to the folks. Okay. Um, so I was raised a lot. I spent a lot of time with my grandmother, my nonna. Um, so super close with her. Um, and then when I was about eight years old, my so mom. So your nonna raised you? Non- yeah, it's all, yeah. Every yeah. day. Literally it was, same it with a, us. A same group, with us. Yeah, like a group effort for sure. Yeah. But I spent a lot of time with her when my parents were, you know, working till like five. Did you have a lot of first cousins? So? Yeah, I'm an only child though. So just me, but I have a lot of cousins. But they were older than me, so I was always kind of like outside playing. Got into playing basketball because I was always tall. So on the, the podcast, you don't know this, I'm standing at about 6'2". So if you ever see me in Bensonhurst walking down the street, it's me because I'm the only <laughs> one. <laughs> if you see big hair and 6'2", it's me. Yeah, Come say hi. When I saw you, I was just like, I should have worn my Tim's because I, I was when wearing I, slides right now. When we were in the panini shop, everybody was just looking at us because there's me and then there's her. Yeah. She told me I would just look up They're at like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Crushing the prosciutto mozzarella. So good. And Esate, shout out to them right here. Shout out to it. Um, But yeah, so I I started playing basketball at St. Ignatius when I was eight years old because I was tall. Mm -hmm. Uh, My uncle said put her in something. Um, I have have an older cousin, Alana, um, that played basketball, was a three-sport athlete. Um, So I kind of always looked up to her. Basketball, soccer. Basketball, soccer, and lacrosse. Okay. Um, Oh, wow. And she's a phenomenal athlete, great uh, student. So sports, I kind of always wanted to be. I had my cousins as great mentors, even Mm -hmm. though I'm an only child. Um, Same here. I mean, I have my sister, but... We have like 25 first cousins. Yeah. Yeah. So Always together. Vibe, yeah. you know? So I'm still the bit, yeah, you know the vibes. Uh, you know the, vibe. you know the vibes. Um, so I did CYO um, at St. Athanasius. And I always, I push that I'm this, I'm Brooklyn bred and everything about me is mm-hmm. really so Brooklyn um, because it's really what I think. I mean, that's your username. It is. It it's is. in your username. Yo, I love in that. College, I love in that. college, they don't even, my name, they didn't even know my name. It was just Brooklyn, the girl from Brooklyn. And, and, and. Um, as, as I've gotten older, it's just something that I, I just, I always keep with me. Um, I think that's important. I think important. it's made me, as we progress, I think um, growing in inner cities in general, just it, it gives you a different flair and a, just a different kind of outlook on life. Brooklyn is the most, like, known place in the world. Yeah, fact. Most repped. Every day. Yep. But yo, us people like the Brooklyn Knights, we got our own flavor. You man. know what? Here's and I'm from and I'm from like South Brooklyn, right? And like this is really a mecca. And right now, this this neighborhood is booming, right? But mm-hmm. it's so crazy because I feel like, how do you guys feel when like ten years ago everyone's like, oh, you're from Brooklyn? Because I got that all the time. People are like, oh, you're from Brooklyn? I went to school to Maris, where it was like all the tri-state middle area, Poughkeepsie, right? Mm-hmm. Poughkeepsie, yeah, a lot of people that, from yeah. like you know nice places in Long Island, Jersey, yeah. whatever. And so like coming to Brooklyn was like, oh, the girl from Brooklyn. Like I was super. Th- I was yeah. really. Th- out there yeah. like in their minds of what people perceive Brooklyn to be and now it's funny because like everybody is this is a spot and this where you yeah, guys are so Williamsburg I tell so him all the I'm time I'm gonna get into this real quick so CYO is like two separate I don't know if it's two or three separate for um you know New York City but our CYO is actually the Queens yeah division. we don't yes, play anybody that's right you guys were Staten Island right yeah uh, yeah so you played you probably never played St. Cecilia's right never no. because Completely we different. Unless, never. unless it's like state championship games or we something like, like that. We played like Corpus Christi, Hope. Nope. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, so were, we were queens. We were all in queens yeah. teams, playing teams in Long Island City, Astoria, mm. um, Woodside, like all queens. Yeah. But it's almost like South Brooklyn and North Brooklyn are yeah. opposite ends yeah. of the world. Cause and I and for those party. who don't know, CYO, Catholic Youth Organization. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. know that. BCBA. Yeah. I was actually BCBA. CYO was like the men's side. 
Uh, oh, BCBA really? was Brooklyn Catholic Basketball Association. I didn't even know that. But we, girl, did we fell under, yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah. CYO. But it's just, it was awesome because, like, we both were in a CYO, like, world. And she was actually really good at basketball. She was a point guard. Yeah. yeah. She was really good for a couple of years. I just keep looking at you and I'm for like, a couple no, of years. I, I know you, though. <laughs> I played in Carney. Even in Carney, but, like, I went back yeah. a lot of those years and I was always like, I was around, there. So, hmm. So a little bit CIO. Did you guys win any state? Like were you no, the best we were the team? always the best player, always the tallest. I think I started getting good at basketball. It's, I started coming into it at about eleven, twelve, um, and I ha- started having a lot more outside opportunities, like the AAU travel circuit. But my parents, so my parents, um, you know, that's where you really my developed, dad, though, right? Right. A-A-U. Uh, no, I, I think like Carney, I really developed. Yeah. Shout out to Kathy Crockett and Kerry O'Grady, two great coaches. But I, w- I mean, I was, I was coming into it. I feel like, you know, you're still, I'm coming into my height and I'm coming into like everything. So I was just tall, playing with my friends on Sundays, not taking yeah. it serious. Um, and it wasn't until I started doing the AU, but it was travel, right? And I have like these super strict Italian parents and they don't have friends with other kids that are doing what I'm doing, especially in Bensonhurst. And I think yeah. part of the struggle is- Because all your other time friends are really short. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Playing soccer. No, exactly. Exactly. And I think part of the struggle to this day, um, and I always say this, like I I think I've had great opportunities because of everything that has happened and how it's been, but I'm still, I feel like um, I don't have like mentors or people who have been in my, my situation. So, you know, Um, so I always say, I don't mind my motivation is like, I don't mind being the first to like trailblaze this path. I just don't want to be the last. No, you're definitely not. Yeah. So, I yeah. love that. That's really you really hit it home. Yeah, I, I really like, that. like that. So how did uh how was it in Car- <laughs> how was ba- your basketball career in Carney? Carney was great. Um, so you were I remember when I was in Carney, you were royalty. Yeah, and, and especially so especially I mean even at that point she was playing. She was you already playing, playing in, overseas. You were right? playing no, because I was there from. 08 to 12. Yeah. So were so you? She just graduated. I just graduated. You just, gra- she she just graduated. Just graduated. Overseas at that just, point. Just I was at Maris. I went to. We oh yeah. just were Sweet 16. Always NCAA. Oh, you guys went to Sweet 16. Four MAC too? championships in college. Um, to my freshman and senior year, we went undefeated in the MAC. Yeah, Mar- while well, you were there, Maris dogs. Sweet 16. Kind of. We were like the female Cinderella. My senior year, we were 17th in the nation. That's awesome. Crazy. Yeah. But 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 the silo to all of this is that I didn't play at all in college, and I had a. My, my college basketball career um it's great like my story is crazy in the fact that i went there and it was a great school love the campus love my teammates basketball wise i averaged only three four minutes a game um because of just poor recruitment um and i love the school and, and i never transferred because i was very happy there so i never i, I always want to like force this there are a lot of articles that'll you know to tell my story i think it's important to say that i love maris is very i would have left if i wasn't happy there mm-hmm. but i didn't play um so this whole underdog story of sort of how my life has been even going to italy was something that if i if you ask anybody that knew me outside of here the people that were from home from brooklyn knew that i was like that player that i had this all time that i should have been the wnba like all these things so how did that happen like so carney was great crushing in carney but it was just different and i think the struggle was is that carney is such a great basketball community but a lot of those people from rockaway so like are in the know i didn't know anything about basketball i was like going to my my bcba games after having my like ragu on sunday at 3 p.m i had a game or like we had yeah. a game at 12 and then i was we had to go you know so even for my Marie, family, mangia pasta. Mangia pasta. <laughs> <laughs> i'm 
maybe I'm I'll have like two bowls and I'm rushing to the game, right? Playing <laughs> with a full plate my of mom, pasta. You know, like, my mom, my mom, I'm making like ragu at 9 a.m. And we like, yo, we, I, I got to go. We got a game. But that was CYO days, right? So you could be five minutes late. And, yeah. and getting into Carney, even for my family, and I commend them so much because all I didn't, I was a kid, so I didn't know. And like my parents really had to. Um, for them, really it's stay really away bad. from yeah. the, from the traditional stuff and say like this is uncomfortable for us. But my, you know, I'm sure even like always practicing in games like my style guys, uh, what basketball? Right. Yeah, you know, for it's sure. true. It's Sunday for you know? sure, 100. percent I'll never forget this. My first practice on Carney. So part of why I think they say it was like a big deal. I was I was a freshman on varsity and I yeah. played a lot. Oh wow! So I so I got a lot of playing time as a freshman, and I got to develop. And that even in high school was like a big like freshmen don't make varsity. You guys know that. No, it doesn't happen. Um, and I played a lot, and then I very got to develop. Rare. Only the very only rare. the great ones. Yeah. Only the yeah. great ones. Um, but I think when I was in high school, because of not having influence or not having other total women or like women in sports, and even in our culture, because to a degree for the Italian American women, like where. Once we get older, we're like, oh, you're in the kitchen. Not in, it's not in the kitchen, but like this is stuff that we vow. I love being in the kitchen. So there's nothing wrong with that. I love it. But, but it's very different. It's You don't see the perfect a lot of example it. is like the Women's World Cup team this year. Huge, soccer huge team right. Was killing it. You right. Know? And a lot of people were like teasing. I'm like, Italian women don't play right. soccer. They I didn't. Play, I wanted to play. So I was always a tomboy growing up, and I wanted to play soccer so bad. And my, my cousin Alana played soccer, and it was, like, a cool thing. My dad, like, for our MOLA club, we had, like, the MOLA soccer team. Shout out to MOLA soccer. Um, but I always wanted to play. And, but my, even when I was very little, my father would always shot me away. And I'd be like, Papa, why can't I play? I could be a great goalie. I'm long. <laughs> and he would be, he'd be like, no, because, uh, you know, for him, he was like, no, it, it makes your legs really, like, athletic. And whatever. So his, that was his thing. He just didn't want me to be, like, this masculine entity. And then basketball happened. Um, and I was... I think I, I always commend them because even for him as a man and as someone who grew up in traditional values, he really let me run with that. And I don't think like that him, my mom, they were just like, you know what, this is happening for her. And we don't, this is weird. Freshman on varsity. My first, my first practice to Carney, I was a half hour late. My mom, I don't drive, right? And we live like five <laughs> blocks away. It was like a half hour late. I'll never forget it. And I got in and Kathy was like, yo, well, you're a little late. Well, I was uh, 15 minutes late my, for my mom. It's like, whatever, you know, we're used to BCBA and like St. A's. You're a little late. It's okay. I had things to do. My mom was taking care of my grandmother at the time. We had yeah. stuff going on. Family things, yeah. And I didn't get in trouble even though Kathy made me run. So I had to do all these. And I'm like, I'm lazy. So now I'm like, I'm going from just like. The suicide, man. Walking into practice with like a brush all in my hand from BCBA <laughs> at St. A's. And then I'm doing suicides. I'm doing stairs. So that culture of working hard and real athletic ethic I learned in Carney through them, but I don't think I applied it because I didn't have much of a challenge. <clears throat> and I think that um, I praise my coaches and the people yeah, that were around the best me because yeah. they really did, and they were very patient. And, and I think the best thing is I was always coachable. I just always feel like I could have worked harder. However, I didn't know. But you're I, young. You don't right. see that, you know. Want, and then at that time, now mind you, that time I'm like the six-two tall girl, Bensonhurst. All my friends are like. That's through, it's three o'clock. We gotta go outside. The Severian boys are coming. And yeah, like, I'm in the gym, and I'm like, I especially with out. the the basketball players, they're all from Breezy Rockaway, right? And that culture, it was like you have Chris Mullen. We gotta. What do you mean oh, Chris you have Mullen's a game? From Breezy? Um, from like, uh, he's from Marine Park. Yeah, but like, oh, you know, right. out but you know, these girls, they're like, all my friends are like, what do you mean you have practice? We have a kegger this weekend. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but even that, but even them for basketball culture, like they get it. Like so for them, like you know they had that that like clickiness but i never really i had me and then um diana canzanari shout out to d cans the only two girls really from bensonhurst 
um, that were hooping. Uh, and she was who would like get it just like our culture i'd be like yo pansy what are we doing tonight and then, like you know like and everyone would be like what are they talking about but to have that you know it's just someone to relate to i felt like i had that at carney but basketball wise it was great um and then as i grew into my role i was playing against girls from christ the king like tina charles and yeah. playing against tina i mean was, king is a powerhouse yeah, king is a power. so they're always, like second place to them. they're who sponsors them lebron, LeBron. No, LeBron. they yeah, have Tom, the best Tom, athletes in yeah. brooklyn and queens at least Forever. from here for the last 20 years if you're a years. hooper in this part of brooklyn you go to king yep king or malloy she's a year older than me she, so oh, yeah, and i've been so, playing oh, against okay, tina since CYO, since like Most Precious Blood. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, Most Precious Blood. She's actually friends Crazy. with my uh, friend Mike Colombo, which yep. is so random. Because he's a like a little human. Italian boy like, and like me. And yeah. then she's... Tina, from when I remember always playing against her, and like this is how I always would kind of match. Kinda how I didn't know I was good, but I knew that she was great. Mm-hmm. And we would have a lot of games. <laughs> I remember like my senior year, we played against her. And I would get hyped up for that. Her, Kiavon, who's I think also local, that went to St. Michael's. Yeah, she sounds really familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're in the WNBA right now. Um, Crazy. But I would always, we would play against them, and like I would have like 18 and 15. And I would foul out. They would have like 44 points. It's fine. But like <laughs> just even knowing that I, playing against them is what I think definitely got me recruited and got mm-hmm. me like known. Um, and then it's the culture thing too. I, and, I, and I thank basketball so much for this, um, the diversity and, and just being around people different ethnicities being like i was the white girl with the black girls all the time and hooping and that made me tough and that made me like play physical so like my whole entire game is so that like rawness of new york city sometimes you got to be yeah. a beauty that and a beast gritty, you know right? let's go hell yeah you know, you know the vibes <laughs> <laughs> this is instantly the carney girl connection yeah. here Listen, at the end we can do a little little hail to the art school if you want yo i really do think we need to close it out with we that can. i'm so i have no idea what you guys it. are talking about right now yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get a conference call of all my friends. Women in on who this. shape the future. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, so then you saw, was great. how did like so, Lithuania come about then? Like, oh, that was after. Yeah, so like, college, but college was crazy. So we, so I, Carney, all that stuff in Carney goes good. But you go from being Stud. the only the star to, to like, playing with time, instead yeah. of being the tall girl, you're right, like the short girl. And I had everybody's what, what six was that, five. What position were you playing in college? So it was center. Oh, you were playing and center. And when I, when I went to Europe, I was transitioning more to like a swingman because I lost a lot of weight, but. I went to college and I went through a hard time. My grandmother passed away my sophomore year, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of uh, had about eight different scholarship author- offers. Wow! I could have went Big East. I could have did a lot of things, and and uh, I just didn't know better. We didn't know better. My parents didn't go to college. Nah. I can show you photos of like, even when I moved back home and I was like cleaning throughout stuff, like letters to this whole desk. And if you're if you're listening to this, I have like a seven feet long desk in front of me, like letters of colleges, like Big East schools that were probably better for my physique and for how I move. Um, but the best thing that I can say is I went to Marist and he played um, a different offense that was not suitable to my position. And I had to spend four years getting suited to that. And what would kind of happen is maybe one year I wasn't coming in, I couldn't shoot the three, so I didn't play. He didn't trust me enough to not play because so, I wasn't shooting three. So you wanted to play like a stretch four kind of thing? Yeah, or? shooting outside, yeah. very outside oriented. So then I would spend the whole summer coming back working on my threes. And I was so obsessive, right, that I was staying up at Marist. And, it's nice. It's nice to stay up there, right? And I spent so much time obsessing about playing and starting. At the time, now my grandmother's getting sick, and this is like my girl. So like, Nana is, we're yeah. bonded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next year I don't play, and it's because I can't go one on one. So then I'm okay. Let's go make it better. So then I do these things, and I realize that I could do it. And I'm coming home, and people are like, now this is where the shift is. So it's interesting because now all these people that were really hyping me up when I was reaching out for help, like, hey, something's wrong here. Like, I think I'm not playing, and I think that 
the first year I thought, okay, it's just me and I'm this freshman and boom. But the second year I noticed that it was different, and I'm like, okay, well now I'm the ex- I'm not the I'm like the rule, not the exception. So and that was hard as like an 18 year old kid to go through this, and I'm close to home, but like no one really gets it, and you're not that close to home. I mean, though, for know? a right. Brooklyn no, Italian girl, Poughkeepsie's no, far. Yeah, you know, right. it's two hours my away. Pa- and you know? and like I would, my parents because they're not like they weren't super in the know of sports. Like I would tell them that I was unhappy basketball wise, and I think this is crazy, but they would get different progress reports and people be like well if she transfers she has to go to d2 and in my head i'm like what do you mean d2 like i had like 13 d1 scholarship offers yeah like at one point i had like letters from uconn and like yeah. all these places that i'm just like i, I was just crushing against tina charles and she's cr- you know crushing yeah. it now like all these things that so i had it for about a four-year plateau um then my grandmother passed away my sophomore year when i was finally starting at a road trip and i got trapped i couldn't leave and um she passed away, and everything after that, I think, got dark in the sense that everybody who was, yo, Maria, this Connie thing, this Connie girl was, like, crushing it, um, kind of dispersed. And I really hit, like, this plaza. But we were winning, so it was cool. Great college, all that stuff. Turn around, um, go to Italy one summer, and I'm playing on these courts. And I wanted Where, to, in, in body? So I go to I go back to body. When I come back that year, my grandma passes away in, in uh, October of 20. Uh, 20, 20, 2009, right? 2000, mm-hmm. 2009, she passes away. Um, that summer, I can't bear to come home because I hadn't been coming home. I had this guilt trip of like, I can't come home now. I miss all this time with her. And I say, send me to Italy. I had my, uh, my father's parents are still in body at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my grandmother, actually, my father, who I'm named after. So I'm like, I just want to go see Nona Maria. Let's go out there, have cousins, whatever. And one day they're like, yo, come play pickup. So I end up at this court, not too far away from Mola di Bari, so where my nonna Nina's from. My mom. That's died. a big city there. Big That's city big by the port. Beautiful, yeah. big by the port. Water. Right now, it's like super lit. Everyone's going to Puglia. It's like yeah. the number one destination. No, Puglia is huge right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. End up playing basketball. I end up getting seen by a manager of the number one EuroLeague team there in Taranto, which is Brindisi, right? Mm-hmm. And now, from this moment on, the rest of my career and how my life has panned out is... Because of that moment? This moment and just maybe makes me think of this was how it was supposed to be. This is why I'm supposed to do this. Was That's why crazy because you, you come from the one of the biggest cities in the world and then you get seen and molded the body playing. You were that's to. that's your because, grandma saying you were meant to be there, right? And because this city, you know, this city I was already ran off. Like I already graduated college. I wasn't like we were playing. We were mid major, okay. But like if you don't if you don't get a thousand points in college, regardless, like yeah, it's a little difficult. Basketball yeah. now off, off. I was super popular. I was a girl from Brooklyn, cool, yeah. Allegra, like always talking to people. Um, and I rem- and I'll never forget this when I when I graduated, people were always like, Maria, what are you gonna do now? Are you gonna work in the city? And I was an uh, advertising major, and I, mm-hmm. and I do it like an art and stuff. So they were like, what are you gonna do? And you're gonna get a job in the city, like people love you, you're gonna work corporate. And I'd be like, uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna go to Italy and I'm gonna play in the national team. And people would be like, what the fuck out of here? <laughs> people would be like, what? Like, and I. Wait, you knew sh- you were gonna do that? Or I you- just knew after this moment when I was in Italy that summer, so this is like on my junior year, I, I, had a, I had a pickup game. Someone was just like, yo, we'll sign you right now to come play in Italy. And I, had a, and I kinda like had no confidence at this point. And I'm like, me, I'm not that good. And they're like, we'll sign you right now just like this if you're not good so i kind of i'm like yo i can i can do this wait i'm a town i have this passport it started to yeah your citizenship there i've been a citizen since i'm four good for you just had to get my passport so that took a bit that's what we're trying to do right now yeah it takes a bit the 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 consulate uh, is a little slack they move a little slow for all of august by the way you won't don't ever make an appointment for august (laughs) you won't get in there maybe next year everybody's in there (laughs) so 
let's let's talk about that journey. You just so, start playing in City Hour. Yes, no, no. So I go to I have to now because I didn't play in college, um, and this is and I'm gonna podcast peeps. Hold on to your seats because this is why I promote God and the universe. So I have to go to Austria. Um, and I only for go to, a year for a year do, and that was rough. So I went from living now. I love, by the way, my experience in Maris was phenomenal. I love my teammates. I love everything about it. The only thing that was bad is just my playing time, which is why I never transferred because everything else was great. Great school, teachers, everything. I went from living in the basketball house with all my teammates to living like Austria, like the hills are alive, sound of music. There's more animal than people. It's wild out there. It's snowy <laughs> all the time. And I live in an attic and like I, writing in my journal like I'm Anne Frank like <laughs> lots and that's that might have been a little wow. cool. I, if anyone's offended I, I don't even know if that's funny I don't know no maybe not I don't know but that's just what it felt like I don't know. just funny because the way she I'm said I'm sorry it. if anybody feels, I truly apologize no. if that offended anybody mostly at times listen to this so you're good <laughs> alright so I think we'll be alright <laughs> so I'm in Austria and I had to go and I, and I got to Austria because I had my Italian passport we ended up having this American coach and this American coach which is a shitty league and I'm, I, I'm not sorry I'm even saying this the league wasn't good I just had to go pound my stats show people that I could get some work in here mm-hmm. my coach ended up ma- having an Austrian wife so he's an American guy from Chicago so I spent eight months just really skill developing getting comfortable again getting mm-hmm. in shape coincidentally um, he ends up working uh, getting a call to coach the Austrian women's national team now the summer before I graduated I had kept my connections that I made that my summer my junior year and I actually flew myself to Italy to workouts on two teams, for Taranto and for Venezia. When I was in Taranto, I worked out in front of uh, this guy called Roberto. He was like the head coach. Um, but I didn't have my actual physical passport yet, so they couldn't sign me. And so I... Because they're only allowed to sign yeah. a certain amount of Right. So Americans. you can have two, two Americans and one exactly. European passport. Exactly. same thing. It's crazy. Yeah. The same thing as a men's league. Right. So same, same, same thing. Fast forward, um, so it doesn't work out with Roberto. I go up to Venice. They tell me the same thing. I meet this guy, Franz, and Franz is like, listen, he's the GM, but like, it's not work- it doesn't work out. Like, I don't have my pet. I need this. And the consulate is being a little slow. <laughs> Consulate's taking, taking their time. So now it's the middle of July. They get paid by the day. Not right, so this client, is like before so. I go to Austria. So now it's like the middle of July, and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not going to go overseas. I'm not getting a job. And <laughs> this is so funny. So my cousin John Paul marries – Mary's Jess. Jess has a cousin in Italy who just so happens to be a video guy for Two Points, and Two Points at the time is like this number one agency in Italy. And someone's like, yo, I got a cousin. Here's a tape of her. This is a favor. Boom, boom, boom. And I signed with Two Points because I couldn't get any agent in America to represent me. They were like, she's not that good. I signed with Two Points with Lorenzo Galotti, who was my agent the whole time. And I went from being this kind of like favor Lorenzo did, and every year he put me in a position that was a good position to prove myself and prove myself, and I ended up finishing as probably one of his more higher profile clients on the women's side the it just goes to show you need to know people sometimes or have a lot of cousins that's luck of the draw yeah, right I there i love it i love it so cousins. then you so go to austria so austria sucks right austria i'm crushing it and then <laughs> <laughs> austria is not a good time I, i'm crying home every day how's um, the food out there not good <laughs> a lot of potatoes <laughs> oh, I'm was, thinking. My mom was so dude what did you eat food packages from home i was eating like with a stove top and like betty crocker oh man i was making chicken cutlets and ragu Send every me a day super sad, please. <laughs> my dad came to visit from italy i asked him to bring me two pounds of grated cheese <laughs> i'm not kidding you weren't getting grated cheese over there yeah, huh? no, no, the food's probably really trash hard. out there i had to so you know how bad it is i had to literally so they gave me a bike and i'll never ride a bike again for this 
and the and the grocery store was about a mile away through hills and so from, and I don't have a car because I still don't have a license. Who has the time, right? <laughs> Public transportation. And I had to bike to the grocery store, but it was a hike, so I had this big backpack, and I would literally have 10 kilos or like pounds of stuff in my back, and I'd be hiking. Rain, sleet, snow, I'm pedaling. So now I don't ride bikes anymore. <laughs> Scarred my, you for life. My butt still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's towards my, the end of my season, and my coach Mike from the Austrian team gets um, gets nominated to be the Austrian coach, and he has to go to this thing. FIBA is like the general, like basketball consensus of Europe. He has to go to coaches, a head coaches meeting for national mm-hmm. team coaches. While, and he met the Italian. And coach. he ends up meeting this guy, who's the new women's national team coach, and his name is Roberto, and he is the guy who I worked out for when I was in Toronto. Wow. Crazy. And they're sitting down. And That's he's destiny like, if I've ever heard it. It right. was fucking meant to the be, The only man. guy I see, right? And, and so Mike has been like, hey, I had this Italian girl with me. Her name is Maria La Terza. And Roberto's probably like, Wait, I just saw her. How's she doing? We have training camp. Let's invite her. And that was my foot in the door. I go to training camp. It's like March. He comes back. He's like, Maria, Roberto's calling you. I'm like, who? Roberto. Call him. National team go, hey, Maria, we want to see you. Come. Boom, boom, boom. And that season, I go to my first training camp with national team. I finish my Austrian season, and I spend the summer two months for my first at Arduino, we call it. So when we go to train for European championships, and I spent two months at Rome with the national team, got the first jersey. And I promise you, I think for my whole life, there will never be a better experience as an Italian-American and someone like us that we grew up here, but and we fully know like the sacrifices our family made to leave Southern Italy. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to. So if, and if anyone that's listening has been there, like. You don't want to leave so early. It's fun, but they had you to, have to for us. Yeah. It's either like live struggling every day right. or leave and you There's know, no opportunity no. out there. All those kids from our parts, everyone's in Germany, Bologna, yeah. Milan. Mm-hmm. Milan. Right. Nobody's in Southern Switzerland. Italy anymore. Switzerland. 100%. So I, Was there any other Americans on the Italian national? So the rule on that, and this is also where it kind of gets tricky on the rule, you can only have one dual passport player. Oh, oh wow! So there were a couple other Americans that were coming in, and I was really fortunate that a lot of soccer was, teams should get that. Yeah, for yeah, real. It's yeah, crazy how, that's how true. It is, you know, it's different. Yeah, yeah. One is crazy. I like. Well, imagine just one. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. But I, one. I can't imagine how satisfying it was to have your last name on that jersey. It's. A, I There's cry thinking about it, and now there are still moments too, and you know we have all our 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 clubs here, and I have the Mola Club, and then the Society of Bath Giacomo, which is my hometown, and mm-hmm. then. Um, Whenever we have our dinner dances and stuff, or whenever I still to this like to the, to this day, <laughs> to this day, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I mean. The next the growing up time meme is gonna be to this day. <laughs> we need Maria. a new one. A new one is me. We're, Yo, to this we're day. gonna put your face to on this him. day with together. <laughs> to, yeah, this to, day. Day. <laughs> to this day. Um, do you still play basketball? I do. And I'm, I set you day, up for it. <laughs> to this day, I uh, the best the best thing. Whenever I hear I'm in the clubs and I still hear the Italian national anthem, I get super emotional because it's like an instant like flashback that I'm somewhere on a court I got the jersey and I have to know all the words we have to sing all the words and I'm so proud to it's like it gives me that's the way it's the best it's the best anthem it's like so even Uh, when you see the national team Fratelli. They gotta play that next time we're at Berry Park. Right? I will. I'll get on. I'll get on the. Well, uh, requested at Berry Park. <laughs> yeah. So it was a crazy, yeah, crazy experience. And then I just every year from that, then um, thanks to, to Lorenzo, two points, and and just me like really working hard. Um, I always got a call back, so I made like I was at every training cr- camp that they had. I made thirty nine appearances. Um, 
Italian's my first language too, so it was very, oh, really? very comfortable there. Didn't speak, didn't have to speak English anymore. Um, I graduated. Then I played. So when I went to Italy, I played in. Um, my first season was in La Spezia in A2, so second league, because I wasn't good enough for A1 yet. Still had to prove things. Won a championship there. Go to Veroni. Uh, didn't win a championship there, but still we had a really good season. And then my third year, I get the phone call to go up to play in Milan, and that kind of was really life changing. Wow. That's, that's major. I, that's where I pitched my ten. Now Milan had an A2 team, and at, at this point in my career, I was really frustrated because I'm like, yo, I'm ready for A1. Like, let's go. I need to be in WNBA right now. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> You're still chasing that, right? Yeah, I'm still, still chasing that. I had the plan. Like, just do your numbers and the same thing. Like, make this a thing. You, you got to Italy, right? This was a thing. You can let's make that a thing. Yeah, we got a lot of things going on. <laughs> do a lot of like in in the WNBA. Do a lot of women come from the Euro League? Like yeah. It, so I mean, because it's it's, the seasons are so different. So in WNBA, you play pr- primarily in the summer, so that you can go get that exactly. bag overseas yeah. yeah. during the winter. Oh, so they play both. Yeah, and there's no yeah. break. But it's you know, crazy. it's interesting how it goes with money caps because women get paid obviously in like everything a lot lower than men. So I have men, men, my guy friends that are signing for uh, Euro League and, and 30, Giorgio 30, Armani has a, has a team in Milan. It's called Armani. That's the name, yeah. right? Um, and my guys from New York, seeing Hall kids or like just people. Hundred thousand like, euros a year. Hundred thousand euros. Right? Hundred thousand euros like a month. They're getting like oh, eight mil. They're getting eight. That's like, good. That's two crazy. Mil for like eight months. And, that's uh, good. and a standard women's paycheck overseas. If you're getting three G's a month, you are golden. That gets but, me but so they're paying tight. for a lot of things too, right? Every, like yeah, you get that. your uh, your every room, board, all that. The only yeah. thing you're paying really for is but like really food. three thousand is not a lot. It's, it right. breaks down to seven hundred fifty. Right. And if, it's euros and if you don't know your contract and you have someone do like, and that's a lot. That's like for a senior player and a WNBA player. So if I I had this plan, if I go to WNBA, so long as I make a training camp, I'm automatically going to make a grand more because I have this stamp. So that was more the, the MO. Plus, I also wanted to give, like, the big F you to everybody who kind of, like, left me. Because the interesting part was then everyone in those four years that was, like, eh, oh, she didn't pop. She wasn't rookie of the year. Overrated. All the stuff that comes with it. As soon as I kind of went overseas, right, national team happened, got to Italy, lost, like, 30 pounds. I think I went in at, like, 218, came out, came back one summer at 185. Had a boyfriend. We broke up. The relationship diet is real. But it's great. Um, so came back, like, looking it like a It goes either way. You either gain 30 <laughs> or lose 30. I was, I was this dead, right? I thought I was getting but And then even then, I had the Italian dream, right? So I was coming home. I thought I had a, was going to get engaged, all these things. <laughs> Go back overseas. Didn't work out. And I come back home. And now I'm, like, super just, like, model from Milan and, like, have this access to everything. Uh, and I almost didn't even go to this team. Like, Milan, I was like, it's not, it's not a, a one. And I was like, you know what? I won a championship already. Let's go win another one. And, like, and I'll, I'll, I'll get into A1. If A1 doesn't want to open a door, like, I'll make another one open. And it was that year that I kind of really, I had to tell myself in my mind, I had to be like, okay, I can't live this split life of, like, in Italy always Skyping home, all, you know, all these things. I had to, like, you I need focus to transition. On that, yeah. And that's when I went. I left that year. I'll never forget it. I'm like, okay, my – I'm Maria, and I live in Milan. I'm Maria, I live in Italy. Now, Maria always wanted to come home, and I didn't go, come home for Christmas that year. I did national team straight through. I had the most successful season of my life. Um, we won the championship. I was center of the year, Coppa Italia, which was huge. And I was playing for Jazz Basket. Uh, Jazz is a super, super old school team from like, they won like the European championship for women in like the 80s, the 70s. Just a lot of history, and they were trying to come back um, right now in the WBA, you have Cecilia Zandalassini, who's uh, one of the only Italian players in the league right now. 
she kind of came kind of through this club. Wow. Um, they do great for youth development, and I was so fortunate. I had a, an amazing coach there in Italy, one of the only female coaches, Cinzia Zanotti, um, who was not only like a coach, but really like a mom and a friend. And I think it's so important that, I, I mean, I had some bad coaching experiences personally, but then I got to the professional level. I had Cinzia and I had Marco Rota, who was a great assistant coach as well, who really just knew how to coach me. And I just... <laughs> And then living in Milan, I went from living in like Pavia and like the wine vineyards. Mm -hmm. I lived by a church one year where like every time I was on FaceTime, every 30, every 30 minutes, the clock tower would go off. Bing. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Seven. So I had, like, I had all those experiences and I did well. But as soon as I got into Milan, it was so much like New York and I could walk to practice. I could take the subway. I was at the Duomo. So many other Americans, other expats. I You're in the New York of Italy. I pitched a tent. Pitched a tent. And it was... I literally, I would be living there now. Um, during that season, I got hurt. I started having this crazy pain in my shoulder. We win everything. Um, you were playing through the injury? Playing through, because I thought it was just like stress. I was really stressed out. I didn't go home for like a month, national mm -hmm. team. And with, uh, with national team, how it works is for me to be a neutralized Italian player, like Italiana in campo in the court, I need to play an official FIBA game, which is a European championship. So all the friendlies that it had, like 28 friendlies under my belt, needed to be like, is that because it was the second division? No, no, it was just national team rule because I guess oh, so okay. many people can get like an Italian passport because of our roots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. But they okay. were like, yo, for you to be Italian, count as an Italian player, to make it, like you said, the soccer rules easier, mm -hmm. I need to be in an official like Olympic match. Gotcha. So that year, Crazy. I did a whole season. We won the championship. No breaks. I thought you were still talking about club. I didn't nah, know no, no, national team. National team, national yeah. team. Go straight through um, FIBA championships. I'm playing, now I'm really playing on it. So I finally come home and I'm washed. And I'm like, pass the peace pipe. I need edibles. I need something because I'm like, so every, all the tension in my body is yeah. crazy. Um, and I started training again. And it wasn't until about three weeks before I go back. I signed, I signed back to Milan. So that was great. We just won a championship. The team is back. Now I'm with like. Did they get, did they go up a division? Up. So now we're in yeah. one And like, my, we're just a family. And I'm still so close with all of them. Like I. Really, that's I go back to Milan every six weeks, and those are like my fam. Um, my captain at the time, Julia Arturi, I, we still keep in touch. I'm still so close with all my teammates from that year. Um, and I signed to go back, so it's like big news. Everyone's like, she's coming back. And I, for me, it's fantastic because I just, just made, had a great season. Did, and I just made these connections. In the summertime while I was coming home, I was also working uh, at La Masseria on 48th Street. Plug. Wait, what is that? La Masseria on 48th. Is it, uh, Italian restaurant is between 8th and Broadway. I was the lead hostess. There's also Masseria De Vini uh, in Hell's Kitchen. Super good. Shout food. out to them. Shout out to them. <laughs> Plug. Plug. Um, I, I was working there. I made some good connects in the NBA, which led to where I'm at now. Um, but the plan of those connects that I, that I made was to kind of finagle a tryout into Liberty. So I really just needed this one season to have 10 and 10, which was easy. I was in my prime. I was crushing it. I was totally ready. 10 and 10 was not was nothing because I was going to play 40 minutes a game, which is the biggest. Mm -hmm. And everything was perfect. You couldn't like I couldn't I'm like I love Milan. I have my friends here like already can't wait to go back. And all of a sudden my shoulders still bother me. And so I'm like, you know what? Go get it checked out. And I found out that I had a hundred percent tear of my labrum. Wow. And I had fifty percent tear in my rotator cuff. And How are you playing? That's in crazy. In a lot of pain. And in professional sports, I had a lot of practices where I was getting like butt little butt injections of Voltaren, which is like anti inflammatory, just to get past the pain. 
Wow. And I did yeah. that a lot for the whole season. And I thought it was stress. I wish, you know, when you have Brack, really tenses up, but it was tensing up because I was putting so much, like, pressure on everything yeah, else. Yeah, man, that was crazy. So then you stopped so, playing for. So I had to come home. I couldn't even go back. It was three weeks before. Imagine I had to tell my team who was, like, so excited and, like, I'm their starting center. I'm the American. Like, I'm ready to bang. I'm, fine. I'm coming in my prime. Like, yeah. so good. And, like, the only thing they care about is being saved. So, like, we don't have, like, all these high hopes. We just don't want to go back down. And three weeks, I have to call my coach, and I have to be like, I need to have surgery. And, like, not even, not even I need, like, I'm having surgery. And I had and I had a flight. They booked my flight, so I had to go back they to They missed Italy. that, like, in Italy. Like, they nobody caught on to that? No, nah, I think that um, – I mean, I had complained about it, and it was just – they nobody. would get – we just didn't say get an MRI. And that was maybe all of ours, but I was playing through, and I couldn't – I think in national team, I had one great uh, physical therapist that knew something was more wrong because towards the end of the season now, I'm like, hey, and, and we call him Zio, Zio, right? He was, he's a great guy from Rome, like super Roman guy, Dio Remo, right? Really in the know, and, and I feel like had, I, had he maybe had called it out or said, hey, this doesn't look right. I know you playing-wise, you don't look right. Go get an MRI. Had he had done that and it was wrong, I would have lost being Italian. So that summer was crucial. Like I had to be in it. the national team. We, we bring 18 people to training camp, just like soccer, but only 12 people nah. can go on yeah. the team. A third of the team gets cut. And no one was, do, you know, they're not about to do favors. They knew it was big, but like I needed to get in that 12. I didn't go home for Christmas that year. We had a tournament. You know what I'm saying? I gave up all. I was calling like, I'm like, hey coach, I'm like, I'm here for the tournament. If you want to call me up, I'm not leaving. I'm with the team, you know, just to, I really cared about this and needed this for mm -hmm. my career. So I think that um, he had saved me. I think he knew something was wrong, so he would always kind of take care of me and make sure I was okay just to get there. But it was pretty painful the last the last two months because I would just I was bugging out. I couldn't I couldn't move my neck. My coach one day in practice, he was like, Maria, we we think you have to get your eyes checked because you can't see anything on the side of you. And I literally just couldn't move my neck. It was like yeah. I could not go past maybe like an inch to the left. So if you were coming That's up behind crazy. me, missing you, go get a layup. Like what? It's crazy. You'd be like Maria, and I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> turn all the way, all the yeah. way. I can't, like I can't, it was so bad. Um, That's how I get when I see with air conditioner on. It was like that, twenty four seven. Yeah, that that times like a hundred. Yeah. So, so you got stayed home, and then you made some got connects the surgery to the here, and then by the it's crazy. I, I get someone to go go to hospital test for surgery. I know this. There's a good doctor there. Mm -hmm. I walk in, and he goes, "You're Maria Terza, right?" Was he your cousin's friend too? No, he wasn't. He ended up being the MD at Marist. Wow. Ah. And he was great. You have, so you have a lot of angels on your side. I got it. Yeah, something's yeah, happening here. Crazy. Something's happening here. I'm super, I, I can't explain it. That's why I'm so, because of this, I always. Do you play Lotto? No, I should. You want to play for me? Play the Powerball. <laughs> Let's go. After this, we'll go take a walk Lotto. We'll all do it. That's a great idea. Let's start. Um, yeah, so he did my surgery and I had a kind of rehab. It was really hard. The surgery part was fantastic. Um, I ended up then uh, had a little, you know, I fell in love. Had a little, had a little boo thing in New York, and, and uh, as a woman, and then I attribute this to wanting a family. And I was about 25, 26. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I want to stay home as long as I can, milk it. Plus, um, you had the pressure from mom and dad, you know, yeah, get married. I was, I was super Buddha, Buddha, like LMA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so LMA. Um, so I, I fell in love in that, that time frame. I was fortunate because he definitely ha had helped me kind of with everything that was going on. But I, I could have, I had to leave. Like, basically, I had to get the surgery and go back. They wanted me back there. And I was like, recovering okay, so there. I'll right? sacrifice a month of pay. Boom. I just want to stay home, do my PT. And that's what I did. It went back in December, very out of shape. This was my, as an athlete, kind of. I milked it too much, I think. 
And uh, they also couldn't afford to keep me on their roster because I wasn't going to be ready to play, and they were uh, being threatened to go down because they were the losing record. Mm-hmm. They put a lot, they invested a lot of money in me that year, rightfully so. I just you know served it. Um, so they traded me to the first place team. Which oh really? Was awesome. Which team was and this? Luca, Luca in Tuscany. Okay. Okay. So you're like sick. Like this first place team. I'm with WNBA players. Coach is a great coach. It's a place where I would always want to end up if I was 100. Mm-hmm. percent And I. My get back took me about a month and a half. Um, I just wasn't physically ready. And if you know me and how I play, like I'm, I'm a bruiser and I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, it sounds like you were when you said physical. Yeah. Like to, you know, bang a lot. Get and some dirty points, you yeah. know, offensive my rebound. Whole, my whole life, I was always the best thing about me was that I was always the kid that could take a hit, like tough kid. Like you can, yeah, I'm strong, but like if you hit me, I'm not like I'm not gonna fumble. You can hit me and I'm, I'm good. Couldn't do that. And I got to the point in my career where I had accomplished so much already, mm-hmm. where I was really at a point where I'm like, if I need to continue to do this, I need to com- completely do another four or five years of changing to a three guard because I cannot be this physical. My, my whole game has to change. I could have done it, but I think mentally at that point, I was really exhausted. Like that's mm-hmm. damn change. Like athlete wise, it's, it's not just, fun to get like that physical abuse every and it hurt. day. Yeah. And usually, I mean, usually it's fun. I like it, you know. Yeah. I like that stuff. But after like, a while, took, but took now, a toll. now it really hurts. Now, like getting hit here, I'm gonna cry every time, and I'm like, this is not me. So that part wasn't fun. Come home that summer, um, and because I wasn't this this like big macho player anymore, even though I was coming into seniority with the national team, and I, and the only people in front of me in my position were about 34, 35. So as soon as they kind of retired and played out, I was filling in that role. Mm-hmm. So it could, right now it could be your league starting five on the national team, maybe. Just yeah. because of how it worked, age-wise and yeah, experience-wise, yeah. um, being a veteran at that yeah, point. Yeah, right. Uh, and then at 26 that summer, um, when I was ready to go back for a full season, so I did half a season, and just I was ready to come home and just really do my rehab right, be in the right place, rest this up. Um, I'm working at the, the restaurant, and uh, and I meet my current boss, Kim Bahuni, who is a super super um, stud in the NBA uh, as a woman and I admire her so much she is uh, the senior vice president of uh, international basketball operations um, and she's just so many things for international basketball she has cultivated and kind of spearheaded and uh, she offered me a position as her assistant um, their assistant oh, that's and, awesome. I, and I met her just uh, and, I, and I, I met her during a time where I, I had been unsigned so I had teams I was in Naples I was in Naples about to sign Anopoly just came back from a wedding team didn't want to take me the team monopoly was talking about like we'll give you like a thousand dollars a month and like for anyone who knows a thousand dollars a month is like rookie money and i'm coming on my sixth year pro but it's la crisi right there's always a crisis in italy so i was getting kind of blackballed a little bit because of my injury and being out of shape so i was trying to find a way to kind of milk this because i'm like i don't want to be in milan and in that time frame run into Kim and Kim's like what's up what's going on WNBA how are you tell her my situation I'm like the market's bad I'm probably going to be home till December and a couple of days later I got a phone call uh, from someone in the league asking if I wanted to come in and you know interview for position mm-hmm. um, and within a week um, I had this position um, and, I, and I it was probably one of the hardest decisions I had to make in my life but I felt like something like this would never happen again um, and so I retired right there on the spot to work for them. And my first, uh, my first job with the NBA was Kim, Kim as assistant, assistant to her, our vice president, and General Dempsey of the United States military, who is like awesome. a consultant. And now I'm in a. a How long have you been working with the NBA? So I'll now? be coming on three years in August since all this crazy story happened. 
Um, and uh, now I've graduated. Now I'm a coordinator, um, and we work with a lot of basketball. I see you always traveling. Like, yeah, you're in Columbia. That's every, awesome. Every ten days. My, Good for uh, you. My staple is that a is that a world tour or your girls tour? <laughs> Drake. <laughs> wow. I speak in Drake. Bars. I speak in Drake. Ism. Yo, and you'll no. see it like, every time. Every time I'm like, is that a world tour or, or your, your girls, girls tour? tour. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so awesome, yeah, super though. blessed. I just it, and I think feelings that I get is that I think everything that I kind of went through was to help somebody else to be this example to understand how it goes and and now I'm in this situation where like I'm in like women in sports right or like women in a man's world and like finding this constant balance between being obviously super Italian American and um, wanting to be domesticated, wanting to have a family, and I'll be I'll be thirty, and I'm still single. So if you guys find me on Instagram, available. <laughs> um, as long as you're like hit that hit that, hit that follow, hit that follow button. Plugging myself right now, I'm plugging myself. Um, but you know, these are just things that you think about it. Um, but I just I'm super fortunate that everything has happened this way. I think I hated it for a long time, where I'm like, damn, why me? Yo, but you did the damn thing. Crazy. And most people don't. You have a really awesome story. Like, this was a really, like, underdog, feel-good story. A lot of people who know me now, you know, in the recent years, know this, like, Italy success and, like, all this stuff. But because that's when it kind of took off and more people were like, hmm. Um, But I had all this stuff that happened before it that uh, has made me knowledgeable, I think, relatable to a lot of people because – not a lot of ki- kids want to go overseas and do all this stuff, but you're coming from like a mid-major and you're, you can do it, but yeah. the odds are different. There's different paths. It's you gotta hard too being all alone, you know? Yeah. yeah. Not having your family support always, yeah. you know? And now we're just, uh, now we're in the NBA and it's in a fantastic environment. There's like so much room. For I mean, you hang out with guys like Jamal Murray and I always see like all these crazy yeah. stories of, yeah. yeah, I'm just like envious. Like, NBA yeah, players, it's dope. Why kids. couldn't I have been eight inches tall? <laughs> <laughs> eight inches taller. Yeah, you make us look here. bad. Like I, I make sandwiches. <laughs> oh my hey guys, at least they're uh, good though. There's a there's like a flip too because I, I think I mean we talk about being bullied and like all that stuff. So I think for for a while ago I was good to me because because before 13 I went through it. I think and that's also a great being topic. Tall, right? Just being tall and always wanting to fit in and want to be the mm-hmm. same because all my you know I, and I, I love my um i have so many friends and i'm so fortunate to have different versatile groups but the group i appreciate the most are my italian friends from brooklyn that i grew up with yeah we have that same culture you know me since i'm eight and you know maria like you don't know the basketball the milan you don't know the nba you mm-hmm. know me since i'm a 13 12 year old kid and that is so innocent, foreign like when me. you were innocent like Know right, I want, and I want to be interested. And they're all literally like five three, <laughs> <laughs> five three, Naples, Sicily, and um, just to growing up in that and wanting to be like them, but understanding you're different um, was a struggle for a bit. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I always did have a lot of people that were very supportive. My shout out to my parents. I think I, I commend them so much and just. And for a strong foundation they gave you. Yeah, but even them for having the courage of just. I mean, even them. We talk about we're we're in a society where like race is like such a such like an issue and such like a taboo and like for how they grew up in like the 80s and the 90s and like how some Italian families are and like even with immigration now like this is my biggest pet peeve and I, and I love talking about it but like a lot of Italian I think Italian Americans today forget that we are stuck here too stuck like, here yeah but they we also forget that like 
30, 40 years ago, we were we were like the the people they were trying to kick out. That was us, like, yeah. We were the ones that were getting cold. And like Guinea, Guido, like we talked, we were like, fine. And we could like, relate because our family came from the other side too, you know? They went through all that. You we know, were, yeah. We are lucky that, you know, our family had a sponsor, you know? Like not everybody had mm-hmm. that. And now we know people that live here illegally that are Italian and are going through it. Right. Like they can't go back to Italy. Can't go back to that. Italy. Can't drive a car. Right. Can't have, get a credit card. Right. It's yeah. crazy. And there are, can't have a bank right. account. Yeah. And there's this like, I think lack of, you know, and we talk about, we've been talking about this, like lack of knowledge within our roots now, mm-hmm. because where maybe a lot of people are like third, fourth generation and, and there's so much going on, but I think that it's so important for us to remember that like there was a time where there were so things were so different. I think back to I commend my parents because they grew up like that. But to be free enough to still have these traditional values, but be like, hey, I have this daughter who gets to go here and do this at a very young age, and to trust that, trust me. Um, I knowing how kind of how we all have grown up uh, for them, there I get round of applause. Like. Yeah, salute to them. Yeah. Marie, thank you so much for telling us the story and Yeah, no, it's been for having me. This is like a gr- great underdog this story. Is, this is my, this is my We're going to put your at right in uh, be, the description. I'll be back. We got, I got, Whenever you're I visiting, got, come visit us. We're, we're around. We're always Bring, around. Come on the show. I'm ready. When you want to talk? I'm ready. Whenever you want. <laughs> you you have an open I invitation. Know, I just want everybody to know that the Carney girl is coming to the menu and it's going to be your sandwich. Ooh. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Let's Hail to thee, split. baby! Wow. wow that's, I've been, yo, yeah, that's I've a been, serious. That's a serious it, proposition. You know, I've been saying it, and all my friends from Carney are gonna be tight at me about Carney this. Girl. Call it the KG. Like it's gonna be you. It's gonna. We, we have to put it on the like on the board and see like what's the Carney girl sandwich? Is it like? I thought Do you when I the think, lady who would be mad if you gave her quarters when you checked out at the lunchroom. Yo, what was her name? Maria. No, nah, Mary. Was she had name? blonde hair. You couldn't give her coins. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. She was mad. She would. She didn't maybe like, like me. a pop. Maybe like a chicken because the popcorn chicken. That was my thing. The Fire. carny girl was the popcorn chicken. And the the chocolate chip cookie in the morning. What? Fire. That's uh small world. Listen. I'm not from more. Yo, carny girl. I'm baby. ready to. Talk. I think we gotta do an immigration one soon. Yeah, immigration. You know? That's a big yo. Honestly, I think. Are we still on air? No, let's let's. Uh, we'll cut the show. Thank you guys are for tuning in. Yes, I hope you're all we'll enjoying your summer. Did you guys want to do like some like skull call to end it? Yo, don't talk <laughs> shit. Do not do talk shit. Wanna... Do you want to sing the Carney song? <laughs> yo, there's a, there's a Carney song. <laughs> is it? Let's don't hear. Don't take it. shots because they're gonna get tight at you. <laughs> let's hear it. What is it? Nah. Is it that long? Nah, you we boys ain't ready. Now we're gonna. gonna like, put some <laughs> You're gonna make everybody fall asleep now. <laughs> we no. should. Part no. two. I know a lot of Severian Savior boys. I'll turn in real quick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Relive the days. Damn. We know. Obviously, I'm always down to, to come back and talk. There. I feel like there's so many cool topics. But the big thing is, it's so crazy. Like immigration, I feel like we have so many. Um, that could be its own. We could, that could be its own episode. I'm like, gonna explain to you some right after this. Crazy. Guys, tune in to the next one. Bonanot. Ciao.